to the Christmas episode of 10 Hats, the IGPM podcast. We decided this year to start a new podcast for you because you already get enough emails to your inbox. So to share what's been happening at the IGPM, we thought it'd be a more accessible way to spread the information and get you the latest updates. Please do subscribe to our feed on your preferred podcast platform and that'll let you know when a new episode's available. I'm Ali and for our final episode of 2023, I've got three of the directors of the IGPM with me today. Kay, Robin, Nicola. Unfortunately, Joe isn't able to join us today due to some precious in surgery, but we've got the other three here and let's get down to talking a bit about what's been going on with the IGPM. Always nice to come and chat to our members and cannot believe that it is nearly the end of 2023 already. I think it's probably a good time to go right back to the start because some people joining us today maybe don't know why we're here, what we're about. Um, and it's probably a really great time to refresh everyone on why why did we start this journey? It's funny that we'll probably all sit back and, and wait for one of us to speak on this. But actually, that's the exact opposite of how we ended up starting uh, the IGPM. It's because we are all kind of uh, mouth on legs that actually we we didn't want to just sit back we wanted to to get the profession of practice management heard and respected throughout the NHS and wider than that yeah and I think our trigger if if we remember and and, and three years really doesn't seem that long ago now but um our trigger was the the survey that showed how how poor morale was within the profession and how many of us were thinking of jumping ship or bringing forward a retirement because we've literally just had enough and we're on our knees. And we really, we were put together as a group to, to say, well, look, you know, let's stop moaning and whinging about it. Let's actually do something. And so looking at those survey results, and I think we had something like 60% of practice managers looking at jumping at that point. And we thought that this cannot be allowed to happen. We we really, really are passionate about our jobs. We're all, you know, we're all full-time practice managers. We're on our knees. And yet we felt so strongly about this that we had to do something. And so we, we put ourselves together and said, okay, guys, what, what do we need? What do we want and how are we going to do it? I think because I came into practice management in 2017 from a background of sort of mostly working in acute trusts and other organisations where you were very used to having you know professional representation for, for clinicians and, and other staff working there. And, and also like a heavily sort of unionised environment as well, which often interlinked with professional bodies. And when I came in and I sort of realised what an important and integral role practice managers have in running their surgeries and, you know, advocating on behalf of patients. I was really shocked to see that there wasn't anything in place to represent us. No professional body, no regulation, no kind of standard of what a good practice manager should be able to do. And I think that was then reflected as well when the new to partnership scheme came out and practice managers were left out from it. And I think that was also at the time something that really sort of got our blood boiling a bit. And when we kind of asked the powers that be why we weren't involved, they were we were told that we're not a profession. And I think that was one of the main reasons as well that we thought, well, let's do something about it. Let's professionalise this and let's show people what we really are all capable of. I, th I think we were slightly more vocal in our use of expletives at that point, Robin, <laughs> weren't we? That we that we said, how very dare they decide that we weren't <laughs> a profession. And for, for dinosaurs like me, who who grew up from being a med sec, 
you know, the, 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 the very thought that we were not a profession uh, just really stuck in our throats. And, and at that point, it was a case of us saying, OK, you think we're not a profession? We will change your minds. And what we have done over the last three years is actually show the powers that be at NHS England and our ICBs and, and all of those other uh, organisations that we work with, just how, as you say, how integral we are to each surgery working, to the organisation working within an ICB, within an ICA. Um, this cannot be done without us, full stop. It's interesting, isn't it? Because all the GPs we talk to know that and say that. And, you know, everybody will say without the managers, there's no practice. But without me as a GP, things carry on. And there's all that rhetoric in, in the press about managers being overpaid, managers doing this, managers doing that. But we're we're leading small businesses and successful small businesses, you know, um, and, and that is a massive undertaking. I think one of the things I always say to people who, who are kind of saying, oh, you're brilliant, you set this up. We're really normal. We're not like brilliant practice managers. We're just about surviving in our practices. We are all exactly like our members. And that's what makes a big difference, I think, to us compared to other organisations that we live and breathe it this morning. So we're recording at 10 o'clock um, on a Monday morning. We'll have all have been through some kind of crisis between um, then and now this morning, just like every one of our members. Absolutely. But, I, I, you know, I'm not averse to putting my pants on over my tights and putting a cape around and uh, trying to run through the surgery, trying to solve the, the problems of a, of a Monday morning. So, you know, GP sickness, staff sickness, where do you move patients? We're all doing that. I think I think where we're coming from is just saying, look, you know, something had to change for us as a profession. And this is what IGPM was was all about. Um, and I think we we need a pat on the back. We deserve a pat on the back for what we've done. And the fact that we have so many members supporting us just shows and proves to us that what we are doing is validated and needed and uh, recognised, which is amazing. And we we can't thank you guys enough for showing us your support. Yeah, that's completely that's completely accurate. I mean, it's amazing. We've got around uh, one thousand seven hundred members now. Um, we've got accredited members. Um, it's by far been our busiest year. Um, it's been been nonstop this past year. What for you have been the like, highlights? Things you've you've worked on or been involved in? I think for me, it's seeing that accreditation process getting more and more. Uh, you know, more people applying, more people asking about it you know it's been publicized by NHSE for us which is amazing um and and yeah, I've had GP partners all over the place come and ask me about you know how can I support my practice manager and you can use that framework for so many things you know it's not just about getting accredited and having those post nominals which is awesome by itself you know being on a professional register is something that a lot of our members tell us they aspire to but it's also a career development framework it's a sort of 
a performance management tool, not in a negative way. Like it's a way of saying, okay, these are my areas that I need to improve on and I can use this framework to then do the training that I need to do because that will show me what I need to achieve. It's a recruitment tool. You know, we're launching an appraisal toolkit next year around it as well, which I'm really excited about because I think that's going to help a lot of practice managers and their partners do their, their appraisal every year. Um, so I think for me, that's been the highlight and seeing so much positive feedback from those who have gone through it and what it's meant to them. Like those comments that we put out on our social media, they're proper heartwarming stuff. Like it's, it's made me so proud to have been a big part of that. Well, you shouldn't just say a big part of that, Robin. You did it. You know, you pulled that that together. So, you know, no, not, not, no, well, yeah. But not, we did. Not, it was all you. We did, yeah. And we do we do each bring our own strengths to to the team. But Robin very definitely spearheaded this. And and the accreditation is so important, you know, to have that on your CV as an accredited member so that a GP knows that you can do that job if you apply for a management position. I think it's it's absolutely amazing. Um, one of the things that I'm really, really proud of is um working with NHS England in their workforce and development team, um, they quickly took on board for us the fact that the resilience of management and the recruitment is really quite poor. And we don't know who's going to take over our jobs. Um, often they are managers from, from outside of the NHS, outside of primary care. Um, and it might mean that you can do some of the job. You might not be able to do all of the job. And accreditation has really cemented all of those different areas. As a result of those conversations, um, I created an apprenticeship framework down here in Cornwall, which is being picked up by other counties. Um, the whole point of this is to create a, a new generation of managers so that we have a seamless transfer um, and I'm looking at retirement and thinking now that my retirement will be much less stressful because I have an apprentice on board who is learning the job in a very slow and measured way. Um, and, and NHS England did, to their credit, take that on. But the work that we've done with them, with the different departments in NHS England, you, you would never believe that one organisation had so many different teams. Um, but they are coming to us now for advice, um, asking us for question uh, for, for our input into really burning issues. You know, I need to send this email. How will this land with practice managers? And they're asking us first. And I think that's a massive achievement. We never, ever believed that we would be that high up on in the food chain uh, when we first started. And the fact now that NHS England are recognising IGPM as a go-to organisation, I think is really important and, um, and worth really shouting about. And we also added to um, our, our team as well. We talk a lot about NHS England, but Gareth is really working hard with our Welsh counterparts. Um, and making a real difference by developing the things that we do in England for um, our Welsh counterparts, our, our Welsh practice managers, and the same going in in Northern Ireland as well. And we've um, been able to to appoint some national leads that have really strengthened what we're able to do in um, in in all of those local areas. And um, one of the things we really strive to 
uh, offer as IGPM is support for anyone in practice management. Um, and obviously practice management does come with its more than its fair share of challenges. What for you have been the, the main challenges you faced during the past year? Well, I move practices um, and I know absolutely that you can't be a practice manager in every practice that, you know, as much as you 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 run your own ship really well, as soon as you move, life is different. I've moved to the same computer system. It is totally different. Um, we have the same issues, but they're addressed totally differently. So I've had a wonderful time changing practices, going to a new place, new population. But that's been my challenge for the year. I think for me, I I locally do an awful lot of mentoring and support, um, pastoral support, as well as solution based support. And those requests for help are getting more frequent. Um, what we're trying to do is stop that burnout and stop the stress levels from getting too high. And I think we have now got a culture where practice managers are not working in such an isolated way. We are completely isolated in our own organisation, but if you have a local colleague that you can turn to for support and advice, and it's about passing on that wisdom and experience, I don't know all of the answers, and I've been doing this a long time, but every day for me is still a school day. But I think what I, I feel I have a responsibility to pass that on and ensure that... Um, people are supported where they feel they're not. Not every GP practice has great partners. Not every practice manager is as supported as they should be. And I think what we need is as members of IGPM is we need to ensure that we are communicating with each other and just touching base. Um, and we, we have lots of different WhatsApp groups that you can join where you can ask a question. There is no such thing as a stupid question. Um, but also we're there for that support. So if you are having a really, really awful day, please do reach out because we are here. Whatever you're going through, undoubtedly one of us will have done it, uh, been there, done that, currently wearing that T-shirt. So please do not suffer in silence because we are here. And I think that is an ongoing challenge that we'll, we'll see more and more of. But hopefully as our organisation grows and that culture develops, we will have better lines of, of communication for each other. I think for me, it's been trying to just cope with the sheer volume of, of work coming into practices, but also then just thinking about the future as well. I've, I've been lucky enough this year to have been invited along to some meetings with uh, the Department of Health and Social Care, with uh, the GPC, um, to talk about how um, the next contract for GPs is, is going to work and also input into things like the COVID recovery plan. And I, you know me, I try to be as optimistic as possible. <laughs> but I mean, my, my practice has, I feel like we've done all the things that have been asked of us for this year. You know, we have an online total triage system. We have client-based telephony. Our staff are care navigating patients. We have fully used our ours budget. And yet we're still really, really busy and we're still struggling. And all it takes is someone to be off sick or for a vacancy to almost feel like even though all these tools that you're supposed to bring in and that are supposed to help don't actually make that huge amount of a difference. So I think for me, it's it's just kind of reflecting on what needs to change going forward to make us more sustainable and to make general practice a, 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 an attractive place to work, because I think that's what we run the risk of. And we're seeing with you know, the BMA strikes and all of that stuff is people are choosing not to come. 
and then we can't run a service without people the whole service is based on those people so I, I'm trying to think that we've still got more to do as IGPM going into the new year to try and influence those negotiations and to make sure that the next iteration of whatever it is that we're working under really does work for us and for our staff and our patients. And it, and it is the best place to work because going back to me saying we're a small business, it gives us that freedom to give it a different flavour. The, the personality of the practice mm. is something that we can have a direct influence on, depending on, on the partner style and our style. It really does give you some freedom to, to use all your management skills mm. in the way that best suits you. I, I always go back to you've got to find the right practice for your personality as well. We see lots of um, managers that are struggling in their practice. It doesn't mean that it's that they're not good at their job. They just might not have found the right place yet. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. And and I think, um, you know, the the more we the more we work with NHS England, um, the more they ask us for our input, the better chance we have. And Robin is absolutely right about, you know, sustainability. We we can see that GPs that we follow, you know, are, are saying how broken the, the the structure is, how broken they are. Um, we do need to influence change. And and Kay absolutely hit the nail on the head there. You know, you, you've got to find your right fit and find out what works and what works in one place doesn't necessarily work in another. Doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just it's just the way it is. You've touched on um, a few of the things that we offer for IGP members, the WhatsApp groups. Those are something we've brought in during the past year and they're amazing. Um, they're all peer to peer. And if you are an IGP member and would like to get access, just email us at um, info igpm.org.uk and we can send you the links to join the groups. Or you can join the Facebook group for IGPM members um, and you can pick up the links there. As we say, 2023 has been incredibly busy and I don't think 2024 is going to be any quieter. What kind of things are we are we looking at on the horizon um robin you've mentioned a couple of things already but um what's what's looking ahead for next year before we hit into next year we've got um an amazing webinar this wednesday um being run by our national lead for the midlands kerry gardner on how to manage moral distress in practice which i think is, is a subject that really hits home with practice managers so often we want to be able to say yes to things but there are constraints that stop us from doing that that are often beyond our control so this whole webinar is focused on how you sort of deal with that yourself and how do you look after your own resilience so if you've not signed up already please do I think it's going to be awesome it's also on my birthday and I'm treating myself to it to go <laughs> but it will be available <laughs> on our uh, our YouTube page after for members if you haven't uh, if you can't make it so definitely put that one in your diary Robin, I think that's the first time you've mentioned your birthday. I know, yeah. actually. So quiet yeah. yeah. Who'd so have quiet. known? Imagine what it's going to be like next year when it's a big birthday. Imagine. No, that's, be the that's not next year. That's 2020. Oh, is it the year after? Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> sorry. baby. There are much younger managers than, uh, than me in the UK, <laughs> and I think I, I might be the eldest. <laughs> so I'm going to stay quiet. But yeah, for but, next year, I mean, so what's coming up first, guys? Is it best practice in, in London in February? Oh, yeah. 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 So yeah looking for, looking we'll forward there. to that. We've got a few of our um, national leads uh, giving some talks as part of that programme. Um, I think I'm on a panel discussion on one of the days as well. And we'll have a stand and a presence in the, in the uh, auditorium. So do come and see us if you're over there. And we've got our sign up link on our webpage as well. If you want to join up and, and let us know that you're coming. 
I think I'm confirmed for um, four management in practices as well next year. And I'm hoping, and I shouldn't have a favourite, but I love the Lincolnshire Practice Managers Conference. So I'm really hoping that I get an invite to that again next year. Um, again, as, as Nicholas said about apprenticeships, then um, we're also doing some some kind of national work around apprenticeships as well and trying to get that that standard set up so that we can have a at first a level five so that our deputies and our prospective managers can have a really supportive um, introduction into practice management um, and then maybe we'll look at one at a kind of level three so that people can can move up and we have that profession so that people who are working on our sort of reception desk can see where they can end up and you know when they're old and dinosaur like or, or actually should we call ourselves unicorns Nicola we've both been I, called I unicorns in the last yeah, week I, I think we should be unicorns Unicorns <laughs> is nicer, but you know dinosaurs does what it says on the tin but, <laughs> but it, it is is lovely to think that both of us started off at, you know at, at um I don't want to call it the bottom but at, at, at um yeah. entry level entry yeah. level staff mm -hmm. and we're here now on this podcast talking about what's happening nationally so it is possible and we want to make that possible for those people who are joining general practice tomorrow next year the year after that there is a true path to, to becoming a manager in general practice yeah and and I think also just a, just a, a note out there to anybody listening that if you have a practice manager conference coming up or a, you know an LMC session and you would like any of us to attend even if it's just for a 10-15 minute chat we can do by teams we have got regional reps and national leads so please do come to the the the, the team um, at IGPM um, we're more than happy to give you some of our time just so that you can we can spread the word you can ask us questions um it's really important we we need to grow the membership uh, the more members we have the bigger our voice we need critical mass so the bigger we get the more influence that we have so if that is you know if you're thinking at times you know what am i getting for your mem my membership not only do you get all the things that we've already listed but you also get to be part of that movement and this is you know we're still only three years in this is still grassroots level in, in my opinion so the more of us that we have the more influence that we gain so it's more important than ever to lend your voice to us and I think the other thing I'm looking forward to next year is the launch of the appraisal toolkit that I've mentioned. And a few of the GP partners that I've spoken to have basically said that it's worth the membership fee alone just to have that. So if you are finding you want to get your partners to fund you, this is something that I think you'll find really helpful. And so will they. And if you haven't been accredited already, it is designed to kind of link up to that accreditation application form. So you should hopefully just be able to kind of copy and paste from your appraisal into your application. So, yeah, that should be something really, really good that we're launching in January, as well as the PCN manager accreditation framework. So we have had some feedback from PCN managers who've been through the standard accreditation so far. And we do understand from that feedback that it is quite a nuanced role and quite different in some ways. So we have developed a PCN manager specific framework, which will also be launching next year. And which I think Sarah Cole, our PCN manager rep, is going to talk to us about on our next podcast, if I'm right, Ali. And if anyone is looking forward to going to accreditation next year, the current cohort finishes um, at the end of December and will open again for the next three cohorts next year. So if that's something you're adding to your to-do list for 2024, um, yeah, that's something um, we're accepting applications for next year now. 
Thank you for all your support during 2023 and for following our podcast. All that remains to say for this year is to have a wonderful break over Christmas and remember to take some time for yourselves. See you next year. Thank you.